the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and thanks for joining us this week. On the Healthcare Wrap, we talk about the new digital transformation of healthcare that is happening right here, right now, right in front of us. This new digital transformation is exciting because the healthcare experience is finally becoming about consumers and innovation. If you want to be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you're going to be one of the ones leading meaningful change. Each week, we speak with leaders who are part of the movement. We share tips on shifting the way that healthcare is experienced and the backstage strategies to stay ahead of the curve in your marketing, operations, and technology. This is episode number 131. We're now in season four, which is all about digital innovation, where digital intersects other disciplines that have huge implications for marketing but aren't necessarily considered MarTech. Things like telemedicine, voice search, and machine learning. One resource we provide to help you become an agent of change is the Shift.Health Content Network. Folks, Shift.Health is an influential thought leadership platform that's growing like crazy. We currently include 25 podcasts and video series, and there are more on the way. I'm excited to announce our most recent podcast to join us, The No Normal Show, hosted by Chris Bevelo and Chase Kleckner from Revive Health. The No Normal Show shares the latest industry trends, research, and stories from those within and outside of the industry to help health systems to marketers navigate the no normal successfully. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go to shift.health to see all of our member podcasts and video series. Everything's free and available on demand. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about the backstage leaders who are making a real difference and how it's time for all of us to start consuming content and educating ourselves in a better way. Then we've got Christy Abong from Orbita in the house to chat about how advances in voice search and conversational AI are improving the healthcare consumer experience. One of the takeaways for me was when Christy talked about the importance of having democratized access to providers, because often the folks at the most risk are the ones that we need to stay connected to more than ever. It's a great conversation, so let's get moving. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. Hidden behind the headline grabbers like Amazon and Walmart is an entire ecosystem of organizations that are dedicating all their efforts to transforming healthcare one problem at a time. They are everywhere, led by divergent thinkers with bright minds and thick skin. Some are well known among inner circles, but not household names. Yet, I'm inspired by their relentless desire to challenge the status quo and their perseverance to persist when the entire economic system they're operating within was built to reject them. The easy path, the path of least resistance, is to try to live within the system and play by its rules. But we see where that's gotten us. 
there's an ever-growing contingent of leaders who have learned how to reimagine not just the rules, but the entire game board. Most of them are not creating shiny new objects. They're laser-focused on incrementally solving a single customer's need. Maternal care, direct primary care, retail health, behavioral health, equal access, remote monitoring, racially accurate data modeling, PPE supply chain, laboratory testing, fair cost health plans, voice search. Healthcare in 2022 is going to look a lot different than it did in the beginning of 2020, and we'll have these lesser known disruptors and innovators to thank for it. I'm convinced that many of the ones making the real difference in healthcare are backstage making incremental innovations. That's why they tend not to cross our news feeds, but that doesn't mean we should ignore them. Ideas and people are going to drive the post-COVID stage of healthcare innovation. Experience will be the new currency. Reimagining the rules will be the vehicle. Healthcare's funny. It attracts a lot of leaders who like a challenge and have a core desire to improve people's lives. I've had the pleasure of speaking with hundreds of them over the last few years, and I'd like to think I know what makes them tick. A vision of what can happen when we each do our part and the ability to will those changes into existence. And we can start by going beyond the headlines and learning more about the incremental innovations that are happening all around us. Not only because it helps us see how our part contributes to the whole, but frankly, we could use the encouragement. It's time for us to consume content and educate ourselves in a better way. And that's the flavor of the Week. All right, listeners. Hey, uh, check this out. I've got Christy Ebong in the house. Christy's the Senior VP of Strategy at Orbita, and I couldn't be more excited to have her on the program today. We had her on earlier in the year as part of our Now What video panel series with Paul Griffiths and Chris Hemphill. It was a great episode. We really dove deep into lots of different digital tech of what's going on these days. So first and foremost, Christy, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm in San Francisco and the smoke has cleared out, at least for now. So I, it's a beautiful day. I can't complain. Oh, isn't it interesting how our perspective has just been uh, altered this year? That always sounds like a great thing, but but I imagine even more of a beautiful thing these days to hear that, that the skies are clearing out there. Absolutely. I think it's definitely given us an appreciation for for some of the quote-unquote small things. Yes, there's just kind of a never-ending string of those. In fact, that was kind of an icebreaker question I had for you was, are there any... Is there a silver lining at all to everything that has happened this year for you that, that you could share with us? You know, that's a funny question because I think that my answer to it would have shifted at different phases of the pandemic. I remember when we were a weekend, I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is a lot, taking care of three young kids and, <laughs> and doing, doing my job at a, at a high growth startup. But um, I think what's been most wonderful for me beyond the professional perks, because obviously, you know, with Orbita being in healthcare and life sciences, what we're doing is more relevant now than ever. But honestly, being able to be more present for my kids, I'm not on the road the way that I was before. And so I, uh, especially they're, they're young, they're two, four and six. And so the stuff that comes out of their mouths is uh, is hysterical. They definitely hold us accountable. They let me know every time I say a bad word or what they perceive to be a bad word. And so just having those little delightful moments throughout my day has been an unexpected joy. Well, I'm glad you've been able to find that as a silver lining. And that, I got to say that is such a fun stage and, and phase. The, the, the things that they say make up for uh, some of the other parts of that stage of parenting, but, but what, a, what a great time to, to find a silver lining to everything. 
Christy, there's so much going on right now. I'm encouraged by the innovation that's happening in, in digital health and all the, the entire tech stack beneath it that is evolving right before our eyes at an accelerated pace, a pace I've never seen before. And the topic of our rap battle today is going to be, in particular, voice and conversational AI. So let's dive into that. Rap battle. The rap battle is where we challenge the status quo. We talk about a what has changed within healthcare, particularly when it comes to the tech that supports it and any marketing and, and digital efforts that there are to connect healthcare for consumers. Now, voice has been a big part of that for a while, but I imagine things look a lot differently now than they did at the beginning of the year. Uh, can you give us an idea of kind of what type of innovation is happening in the voice space for healthcare? Absolutely. So I think it's interesting just in terms of level setting, when we say voice, we really mean any kind of conversational modality. So that could be how you communicate with the chat, like that you do over your smartphone or a, a, a web browser or the internet. It could be how you communicate just over an analog phone or landline, or maybe even a smart speaker, like an Amazon Alexa or a Google Assistant device. And so what's been really revolutionary is exactly one year ago, we were still having to make the case to many folks in the industry that conversational tech is here and it's here to stay. And the question that would constantly come back is, is the market ready? Is the market ready? And um, that's no longer the question that we're facing. But what's so interesting, I think, with COVID is that we are really having to eat our own dog food, if you will, in that some of the people most affected by this pandemic are our aging population. They're folks that might not have as much digital literacy or access to the latest technology. And so we can churn out you know, the, the fanciest new chatbot in the world, which we do, but it's so critically important to have that what we call democratized access to healthcare and to our providers and connect all those dots because the folks that are most at risk right now and then therefore all of us are, are continuing to be at great risk but those who are most at risk they're the ones that we need to stay connected to now more than ever and so it's forcing a reckoning of us being aware and mindful that the technology that we put out into the market needs to serve everyone and so i think what's been really heartwarming for me through all the crazy and the pain that this year has brought is that we're seeing now, for example, one large uh, renal dialysis customer of ours is connecting with their dialysis population who's really scared to come in for dialysis. They're more at risk. They have to go in and spend sometimes a few hours getting dialysis. And so we've done outbound phone calls, screening them, answering their questions, connecting them with the care team if they need to go deeper on something. And so the conversion rates on getting them scheduled when they otherwise would not have getting been getting care are exceptional. I mean, they're, they're number higher than I've ever seen. And the satisfaction that we're getting from them is so high, which is really heartwarming when you think about if you're vulnerable right now from a health perspective, even if you're not, it's scary out there. And so if you're vulnerable, being able to have that reassurance and to be engaging with a really new age technology that doesn't feel new age because it's so natural is, is pretty extraordinary. It really is. Isn't that part of the innovation that's going on that is 
that is maybe an unintended side effect that that part of of recognizing all the context of what you just shared of it's not just a, a piece of tech that's being developed in a vacuum the the integration that has to happen i recall actually on in now what in that episode when i had you on and and i remember you making a comment that referred to if we're not careful if we're not thinking about integrating all the different pieces of this puzzle and focusing it on things like access and equal access. If we're not focusing on the integration part of that, then we're going to have, I believe the, the phrase you used was, you know, a glut of point solutions. And that has, I got to say, that has stuck with me because I keep thinking, I mean, for a while, I, when I was client side, I lived that. I was in the middle, I was trying to manage a glut of point solutions, even just in a MarTech stack. And we were trying to figure out ways to advance and how to make it easier to to connect with the right provider and have information and have all sorts of interactions happening that that were very complex and at least with what we were dealing with and so that integration piece has stuck with me and the thought of needing to focus on that as part of what's being innovated I think is an important thing here I guess who are the main players in a health system or a hospital who you're speaking to when they are ready? Because you said the question is, is the market ready? And thankfully, that question is a little easier to answer these days. Uh, who, like, What roles are you typically working with who, who's kind of driving or evangelizing the integration of voice in any way at a hospital or health system? I think the short answer is yes, <laughs> which means that it's a lot of different stakeholders. And so what we're seeing is a historically fragmented space where maybe you would sell into a chief information or chief innovation officer. Now, the decisions that are being made are by marketing and digital and the clinical teams, the service line leadership. It's not unusual for us to be engaging with a chief financial officer in that process. And I think it's interesting, the timing of your question. I was talking to a CIO friend of mine of a very large health system in New England this morning. And he said, you know, Chrissy, I'm struggling because we're losing, we've lost for one and a half billion dollars through this crisis because while COVID is really strong, it's emptied out hospitals and clinics. People are scared to come in, you know, out of the gates, a lot of stuff was canceled. And so everyone's back online now, but people are still scared. We're nervous. And so when you're facing that financial uncertainty as a business, and yet you need to bring in these new technologies to continue to engage and connect to keep your business running having that enterprise play is really, really critical. And so I think what we're also seeing right now in the market is a lot of different entities starting to work together. So we're doing partnerships like crazy with a lot of uh, different players across the telemedicine space, some of the provider find database arenas. You look at some of the scheduling modalities and the opportunity there for consolidation and partnership is extraordinary. I think... That's really the way forward, if you ask me, is that what might have been perceived as competitive historically, organizations are now looking to work together because the problem is just big enough that we can't afford to lose time on it. And so we're all finding where our niche is and, and, and where to play in the market, if you will. Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then G-Site is for you. G-Site is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co-founder of G-Site and founder and CEO of Klein & Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm 
dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at Greystone.net several years ago. G-Site helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions, including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash gsite to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon. I do see that this could really be the direction for the foreseeable future as a focus of integrating that. And thankfully, it's encouraging to hear that that's happening on the vendor and service provider side, that if there's any initiating of that happening, rather than even the the health system or the hospital initiating that, to hear that that talk of integration, the talk of partnering together and understanding that ultimately that benefits everyone along the way. And the this thought of, again, just kind of that, coming back to that phrase, a, a glut of point solutions that are just out there. I've seen that happen. I, I've seen that ha- when, when we start to inventory all the platforms that we have in, a, in any certain department or team, and we realize how much overlap there is. I've done consulting work where there's, there are so many, you even take like something like Salesforce. And there are so many different versions of, and, and pieces of Salesforce that they don't even understand. They acknowledge they don't even know which parts work for what and which ones overlap and how they, how they all work together. So I definitely see an opportunity there, a big one that really could drive even more innovation. That's interesting that, that this isn't just making a better mousetrap at this point. That's still very much a part of it. That's what I hear you saying too, is that this doesn't stop the innovation that's happening with the actual tech, with the actual abilities, voice, and, and, and of all of everything that powers that conversational tech that's happening. It doesn't stop that or replace that type of innovation. This is just a different type of innovation that's happening at the same time. Is that a, is that a fair way to characterize it? Yeah, I think we're seeing some parts of that market, exactly as you said, shifting into an optimization element and phase. And we've seen this before. Right. And uh, folks, I I spend time with, hear me say it on repeat, but with the electronic health records, the vendors like Epic and Cerner, for all of their perceived benefits and flaws, you know, they swept the market for one reason alone. And that's that when you would go live with one of those enterprise platforms, you would sunset 70 to 80 legacy point solutions in a single night. And so I think that's really what market maturity looks like. And so, the timeline on that, you know, is, is up for debate over a hot tea or, or a cocktail. But I think it's definitely moved up. I used to say probably eight to 10 years. And now I'd say, you know, max four to five, where that's going to just be hitting the steam. And the reality is it's because it's a cost-constrained environment. It's going to take a couple of years for a lot of these institutions to recoup their losses from COVID. And so how we can continue to provide value, bring in the patients for care. In the meantime, make sure that we're not losing that and, and losing the opportunities there. I think one of the things people are really nervous about in healthcare right now is that we've had people who've gone six months without any preventive care, without the procedures they need, without you know some of that support and intervention. And that timeline is going to continue. A lot of 
public health folks in my network say, you know, looking at uh, late spring, early summer next year before some of that starts to ease up. And so with that humbling in mind, continuing to look at partnerships as the market consolidates is, is just really critical. And we're certainly amenable to putting efforts and, and investment behind that. Well, again, that's, that's just another encouraging word. It's an encouraging direction. What other opportunities might there be for innovation anywhere in this space that we haven't mentioned yet? Oh, that's a great question. You know, it's funny, but I'm actually, I'm really interested right now in who is adapting their content for conversational experience. So one of the things that we've seen in just the digitization in the web world was you used to have, we literally called them Xeroxed photocopies. You'd have Xeroxed photocopies of your discharge instructions. You'd have photocopies of your procedure prep of what to do with your wound, when to take your medication. And then we digitize that. We put it in a web-friendly and then ultimately a mobile-friendly format. Now we consume content in very digestible, if you will, snackable ways throughout the day. And so to be able to have really high-quality gold standard content in a conversational format is a huge market that I think has been pretty undertapped. I know there's some uh, some organizations putting a lot of fuel behind it right now, which is fantastic because the consumers are ready to eat it up and ready to eat it up in that kind of 24-7 self-service uh, way where they don't need to wait until 8 a.m. Monday and then sit in a phone queue for three hours to get to somebody who may or may not answer their question. That would be such a great point to get to when that's that becomes the norm. That's kind of the the going rate. That's, what, that's table stakes at, at some point. I love thinking about when that might be, which kind of leads me to to this thought. So what, what about kind of the, it'll probably feel like five years from now, but what if we're just talking one year from now? So 12 months, what do you hope we're celebrating or talking about in just one year from now? Oh man, you know what I'm hopeful for a year from now is just this universal sense of humility and glass half full mindset that says like, what's most important here? And then how do we all track to solve it. And I think that's what's been really resonant with our teams lately at Orbita is there are so many problems to solve in the market. And how do we solve the hardest problems in the most elegant and humble way and do it at scale so that it's not taking years to ease the burden? You know, it's funny, I recently had a procedure, it's just injections into my back from, for some back pain. And I was not aware of the conscious sedation until I got there. And it was like, come on, I'm one of the probably more educated healthcare consumers out there. I look at this stuff all day, every day. And yet in the process, and this is a great institution that I'm working with, that I'm a patient of, but in the process, a pretty critical communication was missing, which is that you'll be consciously sedated and there's a lot to know there. And so when I think about a year out, it's that consumers slash patients are more informed. They feel more confident. They feel more connected, that providers especially are freed up to operate at the top of their license. So they're not burdened down with this kind of rinse and repeat administrative uh, responsibility across their workday. And that the business community has really rallied behind what makes the most sense and not looking at short-term wins necessarily. And I understand and appreciate more than anybody the you know quarter over quarter revenue mapping and, and sales targets to gain, but that if we have those three pieces aligned, 
I don't see how we can go wrong. I hope that happens. I'm going to I'm going to mark that down. I'm going to hope that's something that we can make some progress in and get to that point in a relatively short amount of time. That that benefits everyone up and down. Like there there's no downsides to that. I, I can't think of any downsides. So I genuinely hope we get there. Christy, this, this has been great. Like, you've given me so much to think about, uh, about what's possible and, and what's going on now. Is there anything else about any of the work that's going on with Orbita or, or just what you're seeing in the industry that we haven't mentioned yet that, that's just worth noting and keeping an eye on? Yeah, it's a great question. I think what we're starting to see in huge volumes is this concept of campaign outreach to uh, usually an existing patient population where we are contacting them in a natural way through you know a channel that works for them. So for some patients, as I mentioned, it's a phone call. For others, it's a text message. For some, it's an email that launches a chatbot. And for some, it's all three. If they don't answer one, we try another. <laughs> and engaging with them to remind them to come in for their preventive visit or to reschedule a procedure um, that was canceled due to COVID and to really make sure that we're staying on top of outreach, that warm, high-touch way of keeping uh, folks connected and cared for. Because I think what we're all really a little anxious about is, you know, what's that long tail as a result of a lot of people not necessarily coming in for or getting the care that they need during this uncertain time. So I think that's what's really interesting is this whole concept of proactive outreach uh, to patient populations, which was not a real strong business driver before, is now one of almost uh, a business existence issue. Very interesting. Well, that's definitely something to keep our eye on for sure. Okay, so Christy, I've got a couple last questions to kind of wrap up here with you. No right answers on any of these. Just just curious what you think. Who do you follow in the media? You know, what thought leaders or or industry leaders do you like to follow in, in whatever format, whether... Uh, their client side or, you know, or media folks themselves. Uh, but who do you like to follow and, and keep an eye on? That's a great question. You know, I love every time that I hear from and talk to Lisa Soon, and she's just not only a refreshing person to talk to and hilarious, but she understands the industry inside and out. She's been extremely visionary and outspoken. And I think that takes courage and she's pretty much always been right. So I think that's, that she's somebody I definitely look to often. I think watching Sasha and Jane, you know, as he's uh, gone from Caremore now over to Scan and seeing what he's building along with personal narratives, uh, narratives of, of, you know, redemption of the immigrant experience of underserved communities is definitely something all of us in the business side of healthcare need to keep in mind as we continue to evolve. And honestly, I spend a lot of my time talking to folks at the, you know, the director and VP level across the industry. I think understanding from those boots on the ground that are really literally existentially solving these problems day in and day out is more than, you know, anybody in a thought leadership capacity can speak to because they're the ones that are ultimately going to sense the issues first and be able to frame the questions in a way that that we can really respond to. Awesome. Okay, then very last thing, how do listeners get a hold of you? How do they connect with you if they haven't yet? Yeah, I would definitely reach out on LinkedIn. I'm up there. It's Christy Ebong, K-R-I-S-T-I. Last name is E, E as in boy, O-N-G. I try to get in there as much as I can in between uh, trying to solve some other hard problems, but I'm always happy to get connected with folks solving hard problems. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for giving us uh, so much to think about in such a short amount of time. I can't wait to have you back on the program and uh, stay safe, stay well, keep up all the great work that's going on. Thank you so much, Jared. Always a pleasure talking to you. I love listening to what you're doing. 
Hey, thanks to Christy and thank you for listening. Don't forget to be a part of the new digital transformation. That starts by telling your friends and colleagues about this podcast. If you liked it, I invite you to subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and go tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is a member of the Shift.Health content network. Go check it out at Shift.Health. It's podcasts and video series about shifting the way healthcare is experienced. So on behalf of Christy and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 